Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Michael Cohen. One of the biggest honors hosting this show is when we get to break historical news. We've done it multiple times, right? We've done it multiple times now with Donald Trump being indicted, Donald Trump being found liable in the E. Jean Carroll case. We're doing it again right now, folks. We're breaking big news here. A major order from Judge Arthur Ngoron in the New York Attorney General's civil fraud case against Donald Trump, where in addition to monetary damages that New York Attorney General Letitia James was seeking, she was also seeking injunctive relief to cancel the business certificates for the entity defendants, which include the Donald Trump businesses from the Donald Trump Revocable Trust, the Trump Organization, Donald Trump Holdings, and all the other various LLCs constituted in New York. Folks, we have the order right there. Partial summary judgment has been granted in favor of New York Attorney General Letitia James. And the order right here is stating that any certificates filed under New York's general business law of any entity of the defendants is hereby canceled, folks. This is as big as it gets in the case. We will also get to the issue of damages, of course, that will be decided at a trial. But for now, let me reiterate, Judge Arthur Ngoron has ordered the cancellation of Donald Trump's business licenses in the state, business licenses in the state of New York. And I want to say this as I co-host this with Michael Cohen. Thank you, Michael Cohen, because this is not possible without you. And don't take my word for it as one of your best friends and co-hosts. Take the word of New York Attorney General Letitia James when she brought this about almost a year ago at this point in 2022 at the press conference. She stated that this is because of the cooperation and efforts of Michael Cohen. With that said, I want to get your reaction to this historic news that broke seconds before we went live. Yeah, I mean, look, as um, the title of our combined podcast here, it's a beatdown. I want people to understand that the Trump Corporation is a New York corporation. What's interesting is not too long ago, they attempted to open a duplicative company called Trump Corporation 2 out of Delaware with the hope of being able to transfer all of the assets of the Trump organization, the Trump Corporation, to this new entity based out of Delaware, which our unsinkable attorney general, Tish James, would not be able to uh, have an effect on even if the assets were here in New York, it would be an extra layer of protection to the Trump Corporation. Well, that got shut down by Tish James's people real, real fast. And um, what this really means is that for the next period of years that the that Donald, Don Jr., Eric, the Trump uh, Corporation, Alan Weisselberg, they will not be able to operate a business uh, in the state of New York, which is where the bulk of his assets uh, technically lie. Now, this creates a whole issue considering there are buildings that are being operated uh, by Trump management, Trump uh, organization, pro real estate property management division. You know, all of this gets affected, you know, by it. On top of that, there are a multitude. Let's not forget, he has over like 700 different companies that all have subdivisions to them for tax purposes and so on. Um, all of those, I believe, become affected by the 
unbelievable decision by Judge and Goron. So this is not just a beatdown. I mean, this is a this is just an ass kicking to a company that you know Trump um, you know has built for over five decades. He is ultimately today being held accountable for so much of the dirty deeds that he has done over the years and has now been accused of and has now been determined by a judge to have violated. So this is one heck of a day. Bad for Donald, um, not so bad for the rest of us. Devastating for Donald. Devastating that's a way for to, Don That's a Jr. better adjective to describe it, Ben. Devastating for Eric. Devastating for Alan Weisselberg. Devastating for Jeffrey McConney, who can no longer conduct businesses under the applicable licenses that have now been canceled. Pull up the order because sanctions have now been uh, handed down as well as part of this order. And we will be going through more portions of this order in just a moment. But here's what it says. For the reasons stated herein, it is hereby ordered that defendants, and this refers to all of the entities that are being sued, Donald Trump, Don Jr., Eric, Trump Organization, DJT, Revocable Trust, et cetera, et cetera, order that defendant's motion for summary judgment is denied because recall that Donald Trump and the various defendant entities filed a motion trying to get this case dismissed. There were dueling motions for summary judgment. Ordered that plaintiff's motion for sanctions is granted in part to the extent sanctioning Michael Medeo from the Haba Medeo and Associates firm, that's Alina Haba's firm, Clifford Robert from Robert and Robert, Michael Farina from Robert and Robert, Christopher M. Kice admitted pro hoc vice, and Armin Morian in the amount of $7,500 each to be paid to the Lawyers Fund for Client Protection of New York State, no later than 30 days from the date of this decision and order. And it is further ordered, and here's where it gets big. One thing I'll point out, though, is notice there it says that Christopher Keis is admitted pro hoc vice. It means he's an out-of-state lawyer. So the fact that he's now being sanctioned pro hoc vice, in other words, he went into a different state and violated the laws of New York as a lawyer, that can have a profound impact that sanctions order, even if the monetary amount is low, on his ability to practice law now in other states. That is a sanction, a scar that will always be on his record. Here it says, order that plaintiff's motion, this is from New York Attorney General Letitia James, for partial summary judgment on its first cause of action is granted in part to the extent finding defendants Donald J. Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Alan Weisselberg, Jeffrey McConney, the Donald J. Trump Revocable Trust, the Trump Organization Inc., Trump Organization LLC, Donald J. Trump Holdings LLC, Donald J. Trump Holdings Managing Member LLC, Trump Endeavor 12 LLC, 401 North Wabash Venture LLC, Trump Old Post Office LLC, 40 Wall Street LLC, and Seven Springs LLC to be found liable as a matter of law for persistent violations of executive law, section 63, sub 12. And it is further order, here it comes folks, that any certificates filed under and by virtue of the general business law, section 130, by any entity defendants or by any other entity controlled or beneficially owned by Donald J. Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, Weisselberg, and Jeffrey McConney are canceled. And it is further ordered that within 10 days of the date of this order, the parties are directed to recommend the names of no more than three potential independent receivers to manage the dissolution of the canceled LLCs. And it is further ordered that the Honorable Barbara S. Jones retired shall continue to serve as an independent monitor of the Trump organization until further court order. And it is further ordered that the clerk shall enter judgment accordingly. With that said, I want to show you all how this case 
all started. And it all started thanks to the help, cooperation, and fearlessness of my co-host, Michael Cohen. I am proud to say, Salty, run the tape. Mr. Trump and his allies may say that these penalties are too harsh or that this is part of a witch hunt. I will remind everyone that this investigation only started after Michael Cohen, the former lawyer, his former lawyer testified before Congress and shed light on this misconduct. And the remedies are consistent with what we have sought for other businesses that committed the same misconduct. Michael cool. Cohen. Yeah, let me let me say that our unsinkable attorney general. I I always call her that. I don't know if she likes it. She to me, she's like the unsinkable Molly Brown. This this fearless warrior doesn't care what anybody says about her. Doesn't care about the threats that Donald Trump uh, throws at her or the racist comments. She just keeps prodding on again and again and again, moving the line forward each and every step of the way. And what's truly amazing is something that, Ben, you and I spoke about uh, about two or so weeks ago when I brought to your attention that Alina Haba had failed. And again, breaking news here on Political Beatdown with my buddy Ben, Alina Haba had failed to file the requisite document in order to request a jury trial as opposed to a bench trial. Well, what do we know? What do we think is going to happen here? Yeah, well, are they going to appeal this decision? There is no appeal. It's the same mistake that they made the last on the last motion when the judge ruled that the case is moving forward and that their motion to delay the trial was um, was you know uh, not approved. And so they tried to appeal it. That is not a motion which is appealable. That's part of the judge's calendar. It's the same thing here. Um, this is the determination of the court. See, Trump doesn't like determinations that don't um, ascribe to what he's looking for or what he wants. Well, that's not what you're going to get from Judge Angoron. And whether you are or you are not a fan of Donald Trump, this is a righteous decision. This is not a decision on whether you like Donald Trump or you dislike Donald Trump. In fact, the best way to look at the determination by Judge Angoron is to remove the name Donald Trump altogether. Would they do this to anyone else? And the answer is yes. And they have done the exact same thing to a multitude of people in New York who violate the same statutes that are um, brought up in this specific motion. So again, this is not about Donald Trump. This is about Judge Ngoron and the New York Attorney General's office staying true to the principles that they have held others accountable for. And, you know, Ben, I want to thank you and, of course, Salty and all of our brigaders here and all those that um, are now our uh, patrons on, um, on Patreon. Thank you for showing that clip again. Uh, it means a lot to me, the recognition, because... There's been so much misinformation, disinformation, malinformation that has been thrown at me, literally going on five years now. And one of the things that I try to do, not just on this show, but on my other show, Mea Culpa as well, uh, and also through my books like Revenge, one of the things I try to do is to correct the record. And I got to be honest with you, it is one slow-ass process. I've never seen anything slower. You would think that in order to prove a lie is a lie should be a snap, right? Just give the people the facts. Give the people the truth. The saddest part is there's that 36%, the Trump total maggots, the real, the, the real supporters of Trump, no matter what we did, if we carved it, you know, on the side of a mountain and we had television show it for a month straight, they still wouldn't accept it. Then there's everybody else, but then there's so few people that want to 
they don't want to listen to it. All they want to do is listen to what they want to hear, whether it makes sense, whether it's true, it's not true. They just don't care. And then there's the balance of the folks. And thank God, it's a larger portion of the country than the MAGA people that they already know the answer. But it's almost like if they don't, that they so many of them just don't care. And it's important to care. You know, Cassidy Hutchinson was on with Jake Tapper before breaking news. They have her on, you know, with him for this big interview. And one of the questions that Jake Tapper brought up to Cassidy, and she's another warrior. You know, she really is. The fact that she had the fortitude to get up there and to speak about the president, you see, Unless you've ever been in that situation as I have, you can't imagine the stress that it takes on you. And they said, to, well, do you believe that he is going to be a danger to democracy if, in fact, he gets back into office? Uh, do you believe that the comments he made about the execution of General Milley uh, day one, about the rewriting of the Constitution? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, clearly Jake Tapper is not a brigader, clearly that none of the people that are affiliated to Jake Tapper have watched these segments, which I believe they probably should, because yeah, the answer is fuck yeah. Every single thing that we've been saying week over week, Ben, is exactly what they're asking Cassidy Hutchinson. I've been calling from the mountaintops. You have to understand that Donald Trump is the single most He's the single biggest threat to American democracy that exists right now in our current political climate. And that he will, and that I don't want, how many times, Brigaders, have you heard me say this line? I don't want to see what happened to me, making me the first political prisoner held by my own country because I refuse to waive my First Amendment constitutional rights. I don't ever want to see this happened to anyone else ever again, regardless of Republican, Democrat, Independent, Martian. I don't care. I don't ever want to see this happen to anyone ever again. And now Jake Tapper's asking Cassidy Hutchinson a question that we've been talking about since day number one. I just find it. I find it funny. But I, if I was wearing a hat, to be honest with you, I would take it off to Cassidy because Good for her and the fortitude that this young woman has, the strength that she has, you know, God bless her. Because the more people that corroborate what I've been saying for the last five years, the better it will be for all of us. We will have that blue tsunami like I've predicted all along, so fierce that we will ultimately crush this MAGA bullshit, this Trumpism once and for all. You said it best, Cohen, which is remove Donald Trump's name from the pleading and just put John Doe and say John Doe claims that he has a worthless clause in his agreements and that he can lie materially about all the valuations of his properties and rely on what he calls a worthless clause and the fact that his friends in Saudi Arabia will bail him out on any potential valuations because he views the value of his properties like paintings. And when Donald Trump, or in this case, John Doe, says they're like the Mona Lisa, then that is how we should value properties. And you can change the value of your Mona Lisa when it comes to paying your taxes. You could change the value when it comes to getting insurance. You could change the value when it comes to taking out a loan. Everybody would say that is utterly absurd and ridiculous and unlawful. The same standards need to apply to everyone. When Donald Trump whines and says, oh, they're depriving me of a jury trial. Actually, no. You, like every litigant in New York, can check the freaking box that says demand for jury trial and file the form. Yet, whether you did it intentionally or because your lawyers were so incompetent and you're so incompetent, you didn't check the box and demand a jury trial. That therefore, the damages phase will not go before a uh, jury. It will go before the judge who just granted partial summary judgment. Also, this partial summary judgment is going to dramatically change and moot what Donald Trump was trying to do with that 
uh, writ of mandate that he brought to the appellate division first department because now the procedure would be, and everyone would have the ability to do it, I'm sure Donald Trump's next move will be to seek a appeal of this ruling. He will seek a stay of this ruling. I think that like every litigant, that will probably be granted and people are going to get upset and they're going to say, why is the court of appeals granting a stay? He's going to appeal it. You're going to have an appellate process take place. And the facts here are very strong. We've read Donald Trump's deposition. I did a video on the Midas Touch Network where I went through all close to 500 pages and I just went through and said, here's what he said. Here's what he said. Here's what he said. Here's what he said. And I wasn't puffing my chest and going, look at that treasonous criminal traitor. I was saying, here's what he said about the Saudis. Here's what he said about his properties. Here's what he says about his disclaimer, which he calls the worthless clause. Here's what he says at the outset. He claims that while he used to be involved, he says that Eric uh, is the one now involved and it tries to throw Eric under the bus. And then there's like Donald Trump signs the statement of financial conditions, a lot of them. And he says that, yeah, I agree that these valuations are true and correct under generally accepted accounting principles. He says that. And then when he's asked, okay, is this your signature? His response is, there's a worthless clause though. I could say whatever I want. I've got the best worthless clause in the business. Cohen, that's not normal behavior. Yeah. Like it's also, it's also been, it's not the best worthless clause in the business. It's a standard disclaimer that all accountants put on personal financial statements. That's not where he's got the problem. But, you know, something that we've talked about here on the beatdown, one of the things is that I'm being, I was subpoenaed to testify at the trial in this case, uh, which begins early October. Excuse me. And I got to be honest with you. As I've said, I don't really want to be a witness anymore. I have already provided hundreds and hundreds of hours of testimony. I've gotten virtually nothing. I mean, I've asked for nothing, but I've gotten nothing in return other than big legal bills, which, again, I thanked so many of the brigaders and Maya Culpa supporters and Michael Cohen, Team Cohen fans, for their support. But I don't particularly want to be a witness, you know, Government doesn't protect you. They, you know, they they don't protect you when you're out on the street. They aren't interested in anything other than getting you in and then getting you out. And I don't know how many days that they're going to want to keep me. Um, you know, one or two. Each side has an opportunity to uh, question me. What is it for? Up to like nine hours. You know. If you remember with my House Oversight Committee hearing, the behavior of the Republicans, do you think it's going to be any different for defense counsel attacking me on everything, continuing the promotion and the regurgitation of these lies? And then this is going to become a shit show in a half. They're going to start on again with the taxes. And I have all my documents fuck you. I did not tax evade. All right. At most, it was a tax omission, which more than 100 million people commit on, you know, uh, on an annualized basis. And when I was told how much it was, I offered to pay it, which I did before sentencing anyway. It wasn't like I took anyone's money. I never took a dollar from anyone. I never misrepresented shit to a bank. So this is going to become the the type of attacks on me, because the only way that Trump thinks that he could win this is to destroy my credibility. And by destroying my credibility, well, that would destroy the basis for why Tish James brought the case in the first place, because it was based upon my testimony. So therefore, ipso de facto, no case should exist and no case, uh, you know, shutting down Trump Corporation, Trump Organization, Donald, Don Jr., Eric, McConney, Weisselberg, et cetera. None of this should even exist. And it's just going to be a brutal, brutal thing. Now, I know I can handle myself more than competent. uh, And 
honestly and truthful, just like I have continuously told the truth on and on and on. The biggest problem is trying to deal with this, you know, the bullshit that I'm going to get from whoever is going to be counsel because I just find it interesting that, you know, um, Kai's isn't even uh, admitted in the state of New York. I'm not, I'm not sure. Where is he from? Is he Florida lawyer? Is Florida. He He's yeah, Florida. Florida. He used yeah. to be the solicitor hmm. general in Florida. And that's the thing, you know, he, he had a fairly good reputation as yeah. a lawyer. And by the that's way, so did Rudy, always... right? So exactly. did Rudy, right? And, and then now you Kristen... saw what happened now with Bob Costello. He's being sued by Hunter Biden. I mean, could you imagine how much easier our lives would all be if Donald would just step aside, allow somebody else to come in and do what they need to do? And that's what Chris Christie said recently, someone who I vehemently disagree with on probably most issues. What he says running for the Republican presidential nomination, and he said, look, our founders never contemplated that you would have someone so utterly contemptible present themselves for the highest office and then have a cult-like political party embrace that person. He said the founders warned about it, um, in some of the kind of early writings, but it never actually made its way into the Constitution how to deal with that. And, you know, dealing with things like this, like on a daily basis, on a daily basis, Donald Trump posts things like, the storm is coming with a Q logo above his head. That's the, another one. It goes, we will stand stall and we will we will stand tall in the storm. This one says the storm is coming with a Q. These are QAnon death cult uh, posts. And if you look on this one, it says Q plus salty. Go back to the last one. You can see there on the very bottom left, it says where we go one, we go all, which is the QAnon slogan. On a daily basis, he's reposting the QAnon death cult storm is coming Q stuff, which says that he's going to overthrow the American government and engage in public executions of a deep state cabal. And then he reposts statements and talks about executing people like General Mark Milley. Like, here's a post. He goes, he spreads this deranged conspiracy on Mark Milley, saying that Mark Milley on his own spoke to his Chinese counterparts. By the way, Donald Trump's own Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, spoke with CNN last night and said, I told Milley to make that call because they were concerned about our election. So I did it. I was the one who told him to do it. And then Donald Trump says in that post that in days of the past, there would be executions of him for treason no that's calling for his execution like you that's know, what's that's what that is yeah you know ben one of the things you and i have always talked about especially offline and now again with our brigaders don't listen to what ben and i say listen to what donald is saying he's not hiding the fact of what he intends to do and i'm infuriated at the fact that People don't even want to listen to what Donald is telling all of us that he intends to do if, in fact, he is re-elected. So let's start with the very first thing. He wants to rewrite the Constitution. And again, this is not Ben and I making these up because we're anti-Trump. It's not true. We're merely stating facts and presenting facts to you so that we could continue to spread the word of truth. So what did Donald say? He came out and he said that he's going to rewrite the Constitution. And in the rewrite, he intends on getting destroying the tripartite system of checks and balances. He is going to ensure that all power rests solely in the hands of the executive branch, stripping both the legislative and the judicial branch of government of their powers, of their tripartite power, all right? So basically, there is no more checks and balances. I want you to think for a quick second what a potential downfall of something like this could be. 
Well, he doesn't like the fact that certain members of the Supreme Court didn't protect him. Uh, and they allowed, for example, D.A. Alvin Bragg to obtain and then release his tax returns. And so he turns around and he says, you know what, Kavanaugh, you're a disloyal scumbag. Um, I want him indicted. I want him arrested today. And you say, on what charges? He doesn't need a charge. All he needs to do is put it in an executive order. Basically, what I'm saying, he could do it to any judge, including a Supreme Court judge. He could do it to any member of the media. He could do it to any citizen. He could do it to anyone he wants because there would be no one there to challenge him. He has full autonomy, full control, full power over all aspects of the United States government. That's scary when you have somebody who's calling for the execution of General Mark Milley, all right, a, a general, a man who has devoted his entire life to serving the United States of America, to serving American democracy, not like Captain Bone Spur, all right? We're talking about General Milley simply because he wouldn't go along with Trump's attempt to overturn a free and fair election. And for that, as he's going down to the garage, they're going to bag him, tag him, throw him in the back of some black truck and send him off to Guantanamo Bay because that's the power that Donald Trump would have if he's president. And there are people who think that this is okay, that there are people who think that this is going to make America better, that this is going to make the world better. I mean, are we, are we joking? Do we not understand that we are right now on the precipice of a complete and total meltdown of American democracy? It is one scary prospect. And the fact that the guy is still leading as the Republican nominee doesn't say a whole lot for this country, or it doesn't say a lot for a certain segment of this country. That's why, again, Voting in 2024, ensuring that you're properly registered and so are your neighbors and your family members and everybody. That's why this is the most important election that I think will ever exist. I have some good news to report. We did a review and we analyzed on the Midas Touch Network comparing the views that we have on Midas Touch Network Digital mm -hmm. to CNN and Fox. Midas Touch Network over the past 10 days is actually beating CNN and Fox. More people watch the Midas Touch Network on digital during that time period. And that is thanks to all of you, the brigaders. And so the question is, are we getting this message out? I think as we continue to grow this community, I think the answer is resoundingly yes. And I want to see us get to 5 million subscribers by election in 2024. That is my mission. That is our mission. That is our goal here on Political Beatdown and the Midas Touch Network. We don't have outside investors here on the Midas Touch Network, which you may say, that's not the greatest business model, and some may agree with you. But to me, it's always been about building this brick by brick with the focus on the community. So if you are able to join our Patreon community at Political Beatdown, where there are great perks like the after show, where it's an exclusive podcast where Michael Cohen and myself, but more frequently Cohen, shares aspects of his life that have never been revealed before. He previously did ones about his experience while he was in prison. He did some about how he wrote his books, his bestsellers while in prison, when he went to law school, his decision to become a lawyer. It's kind of a living, breathing autobiography, and you get to kind of meet us a little bit more personally on our Patreon. And we just held our Zoom chat where we met all of you. It was so great to meet the community. Um, we spent the entire time, answered every question. So anybody who wanted to ask a question got it answered from either Cohen or myself. And it helps grow this platform. So if you go to 
patreon.com slash political beatdown, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. Become a member and help grow this platform together. That would be great. No worries if you can't. The best thing you can do no matter what is just share this network, subscribe and spread the videos. We've got a lot to discuss, including Donald Trump's disastrous speech in South Carolina, where he thought that Jeb Bush was George W. Bush, constantly seeing him in cognitive decline. Legacy media won't cover that. We will cover that here. We will also talk about what's going on in the House of Representatives as MAGA Republicans are still in complete and utter disarray. More when we come back. Ben Micellis here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Support for Midas is brought to you by Manscaped, who has the best in men's below-the-waist grooming products. That's right, their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BEAT at manscaped.com. Look, everyone knows that you have to be careful when dealing with the family jewels. You definitely don't want to use an old crusty electric trimmer. Yikes! That's why I'm so excited to partner with Manscaped. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and oh man, it's a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0, this trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest below the waist trimmer ever? Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has 4000K LED spotlights you'll need for a more precise shave. And because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Reserver Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code BEAT. 
That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BEAT. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Welcome back to Political Beatdown. We are live. Look, folks, yes, it is are. always an honor to host this show with Michael Cohen for the courage and bravery he's shown to defending our democracy. Michael Cohen's mea culpa is up there, folks, in the history books of some of the biggest, most impressive gestures of courage that I think we will look back at. But when I get to host episodes on historic days like this live, where Michael Cohen directly contributed to the history of holding Donald Trump accountable, and I get to spend this time with all of you, the brigaders who watch and listen to this, I feel so humbled, so honored to be a small part of this living, breathing history record together. Because folks, moments before we went live, there was the breaking news that a judge in New York found Donald Trump liable for fraud, granting New York Attorney General Letitia James motion for summary judgment, canceling the LLCs and business entities controlled by Donald Trump. And in this order by Judge Arthur Ngoron, it sets forth a process for the dissolution of the Trump businesses with independent monitors handling it. I was reading the full 35-page order during that commercial break. It also states in the order that the remaining issues to be determined at trial outside of that first cause of action where partial summary judgment was granted for New York Attorney General Letitia James canceling Trump's business licenses, all of the other causes of action, here's what it states. Anything presented in the party's moving papers that this court has not ruled upon in this decision and order, including determinations on liability for the second through seventh causes of action, the amount of disgorgement of profits to which the Office of Attorney General is entitled, and the determinations on the third through ninth prayer of relief sought by the Office of Attorney General in its complaint, presents disputed issues of fact that shall proceed to trial. In other words, all of the issues of damages, how many hundreds of millions of dollars Donald Trump will be damaged, that will be decided at a trial that will take place. But this was indeed historic, historic news. And I think but I ben, kind of ben, remember- Please just you. remind, but just please remind our brigaders, but not less- than 250 million. That's part of uh, Attorney General Tish James's complaint that she has a baseline of 250 million. Now I've made many, many predictions. And one of the predictions that I made is it will exceed 600, probably closer to $700 million. We're talking about five years worth of abuse. Uh, not to mention, you also have penalties and interest, which amounts to 2% per month compounded. So no matter how you want to put this thing together, this is going to be an enormous, enormous financial smack to the big man uh, right in his ass, uh, you know, all 215 pounds of them. Powerful, powerful, historic news. I want to go to what was going down in South Carolina. First, Donald Trump uh, visited a gun shop that was actually the site where the Jacksonville racist mass shooter bought the assault weapon. That's where Donald Trump went to first uh, in South Carolina. Then Donald Trump claimed that he purchased the Glock uh, that was given to him there. Um, which would be a violation of federal law if he did. And Donald Trump reposted that he did indeed buy it. We will see what happens there before Judge Chutkin. We know that special counsel Jack Smith has already filed a motion for a limited gag order. There's uh, 
the video of Donald Trump pointing to the Glock with his mugshot on it. Um, this is a felony, folks. Uh, this is a felony. Donald Trump's spokesperson posted it and then immediately deleted the post, although Donald Trump reposted one of those uh, weirdo cult followers on his social media platform saying that he did purchase it because Donald Trump wants to put his middle finger uh, in the face of law enforcement. Um, but let's take a look at what went down in and in, in the middle finger and in, in the face of judges. Let's take a look at what went down in South Carolina. Um, in this first clip I'm going to play for you here, Donald Trump thought that he was running against George W. Bush. He's confusing George W. Bush with Jeb Bush. Same thing. Donald Trump believed that he was, in another speech that he gave last week we talked about, he believed he was running against Barack Obama, and he also believed that World War II was started by President Biden. But here's his latest one where it shows serious cognitive issues. Play the clip. It's less than four months before the season starts. We start in Iowa, we go to New Hampshire, we come down here. You know, the beauty was when I came here, everyone thought Bush was going to win. And then they took a poll and they found out Trump was up by about 50 points. Everyone said, what's going on right here? They thought Bush, because Bush supposedly was a military person. Great. You know what? He was a military. He got us into the uh, he got us into the Middle East. How did that work out? Right. But they all thought that uh, Bush might win. Jeb. Remember Jeb? He used he used the word Jeb. He didn't use the word Bush. I said, you mean he's ashamed of the last name? And then they immediately started using the name Bush. Never forget it. But we came here. Hey, what? What? You know, the funny thing is, if we weren't watching Trump making these ridiculous statements and you just read them, sometimes it's a good way to show his lack of cognitive capacity that he's dealing with at the current moment. If you read it instead of listening to it, you'll realize the rambling, nonsensical, ridiculous um, statements that just keep emanating you know it, yeah I, I remember in like fifth grade since we're going to go down to fifth grade is a lot let's go to third grade uh which is like where trump's sort of maturity level is is that i bet his his ass is jealous of the shit that comes out of his of his mouth because it is the rambling it's the nonsensical ramblings of a lunatic mind which is something right out of uh, young Frankenstein with Gene Wilder. It's so stupid. And sometimes it's just sort of fun to get the transcript and to read it. And if you don't know what the topic is, I challenge you to figure out what the hell he's talking about just based upon these rants that he goes on. Because you can't. It makes absolutely no sense. In fact, if you only read what Ben, what we just posted a second ago on video, you could not tell what the hell he's talking about or what he's even trying to, you know, to portray in this statement. It makes no sense at all. And by the way, I can show you 20 other clips like that of Donald Trump spreading deranged conspiracies and flailing up there. But I think everybody gets the point because I want to move to other breaking news. It's why I love doing this show live. Here's what we're learning about the government shutdown that Senate leaders on a bipartisan basis cut a deal to keep the government open until November 17th. It includes $6.2 billion for Ukraine, $6 billion for natural disasters, also extends expiring FAA programs. McCarthy has called for Ukraine to move separately and hasn't committed to acting on the Senate plan. But on the one hand, you have the Senate acting in a mature way, coming together and they were waiting on the House to do their job. Not only did the House not do their job, the House is specifically caused by MAGA Republicans. Let me be very clear that it's not a both sides issue, that Kevin McCarthy is so weak and spineless that he couldn't even secure enough votes to adjourn for the weekend. He couldn't even get a vote passed to leave for the weekend because People in his party are calling him weak and pathetic and low testosterone, Kevin, and he just accepts it and takes that. 
But here is Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I'd love to just say is a fringe weirdo figure, but she's one of the leaders in the Republican Party now. She's been uh, exalted there by MAGA Republican Kevin McCarthy. They're shoulder to shoulder. She's on the most powerful committees and disgraces our nation in those positions every single day. So as the Senate is being serious, Here's what MAGA Republicans are doing. Play this clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene in the House. Play it. You know, we were talking earlier that we didn't feel any effects of the SAG, the actor strike. Now, oh, we no. will feel the effects of a UAW strike because automobiles will become not as plentiful. Yeah. People will lose their jobs or lose their income. That's a big difference. But if, you, if, they, if the government shuts down, let's just be truthful. We're not going to miss it. It's already in, it's already over <laughs> overexposed anyway. Well, that's how the American people feel. The people that are affected are federal government employees, but the American people don't miss a beat in their jobs. That's the reality. Now we can we can talk about how it affects um, uh, uh, our ability to fund the government. We're not doing a good job in Washington right now. Yeah. I, for one, have drawn my red lines. I'm not voting for COVID anything. I'm not voting for for Biden's weaponized special counsels. I'm not voting for Ukraine. And I think that's where we should be drawing our red lines. That's where the American people are. Yeah. They're fed up with it. But unfortunately, uh, we're still going to be fighting over those issues. But I think there's a serious issue with these auto workers, Brian. Yeah, we, yeah, we aren't worried about the people protesting in Hollywood. No. But between the Democrats' Green New Deal and uh, them d going to destroy the auto industry, change it to electric vehicles, these people that are out there striking, uh, their jobs are at risk. And there's nobody to blame except Joe Biden and the Democrats. Okay. And here's the thing, Colin. you know, Ben. I, I got. I just got. I got to jump in for two quick seconds because, first of all, as we approach an hour, everybody always gets somebody has to get a two finger salute. And to this guy Brian with Marjorie Toilet Green, fuck you. And I say fuck you because yeah, I happen to be a seg. I happen to be a seg card holder. And you know what? There are many people that are there. People who are no friends of mine who are really suffering as a direct result of this. You don't care about these people. It's like 500,000 people, half a million Americans are part of SAG. And that doesn't even include the, um, you know, the, the, the Writers Guild of America, WGA. So you don't care about them, but you care about the UAW. No, you don't care about the United Auto Workers. Let me tell you who does care, you two fucking assholes. You know who cares about him? Joe Biden cares about him. You know why? Because the guy had the guts to go ahead. And the first time in what, how many years, a president went and joined a picket line in order to you know, to save jobs in order to do the right thing. I mean, this is truly a, it just goes to show you the difference between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. And look, the Republican Party, they only care about their base. They only care about playing to them so that they keep the money flowing for their coffers. The Democratic Party, Joe Biden, he cares about everyday Americans. He cares about this country. He cares about the future. And the the fact that he chose to go there, and I'm sure many of his uh, inside people told him, you know what, maybe you should sit this out. You should make some comments from the Oval Office. But no, the guy decided to pick himself up, go there and walk on a picket line and show solidarity because they should be compensated at a wage that is enough for them to live on, that they don't have to live day to day, paycheck to paycheck. The same thing that's going on right now with, you know, our you know, government workers. Many, if not most of these individuals live paycheck to paycheck. And so many people know exactly what I'm talking about, where they're living paycheck to paycheck, so not receiving a paycheck for a day, a week, a month. This is devastating to them. And thank God that we have Joe Biden there because the way that the Marjorie Toilet Greens of the world are behaving, these people wouldn't have a chance. And that's where I want to leave everybody with this because you've seen what Trump's saying. You see what Marjorie Taylor Greene's saying. You see the Trump post. You see that disqualifying behavior.
it's important that we shed a light on what President Joe Biden is doing. And as we've said over and over again, do I think that President Joe Biden does everything right? Absolutely not. Do we agree with Joe Biden on everything? By the way, Cohen and I disagree on a lot of things. Disagreement is okay. Having robust debate is okay. One of the key things, though, that I want to promote on this network is I want to have serious discussions. Serious discussions can be hard discussions, but we need to be fact-based, evidence-based, not gaslight each other. And then I'm open to disagreement. I long for days where there could be political parties that disagree on issues, but ultimately, fundamentally, don't say ridiculous things like, my red line is things about Ukraine. Okay, what, what does that even mean? What, what are you even talking about? My red line is COVID. Your red line is the government trying to address deadly pandemics? I, I, I mean, it's it's not serious people. Well, my red line is my red line is, you know, sitting behind somebody who's getting motorboated at a Beetlejuice, you know, show with other children sitting there while she decides to do the, you know, the the two hand, you know, the the the, the two hand rub and tug, you know, and so that's my red line. But do they really care? They all have something to say, Ben, each and every one of them. But they don't truly care about America. They only care about themselves. I'm with you 100%, brother. I'll show you President Joe Biden from today in Detroit with the United Auto Workers on the picket line. Play the clip. One thing is real simple. I'm going to be very brief. The fact of the matter is that you guys, the UAW, you saved the automobile industry back in 2008 and before made a lot of sacrifices, gave up a lot, and the companies were in trouble. But now they're doing incredibly well. And guess what? You should be doing incredibly well, too. You, the workers, you, the workers, made important sacrifices in 2008 when the auto industry was bailed. Right now, the facts are there are record profits, and the CEOs of this company that were bailed out are making multiples and multiples of what they were making back then, and workers have never seen the concomitant benefits, mm -hmm. treating them equally. The workers aren't saying that they should get millions of dollars like a CEO. They could say that, but that's not what they're saying. They're saying, pay us with dignity, treat us with respect and treat us like human beings so that we can afford homes that we can afford to take care of our families and yes the ceo doesn't need the imp ridiculous extra perks and benefits to get the 10th private jet no one's saying that ceos shouldn't be wealthy no one's saying that we want to do something with capitalism. We're saying that it should, though, be compassionate and fair to all Americans, and it shouldn't be socialism for billionaires. And that's what it becomes under MAGA Republican policies. We want fairness and treat people with dignity and respect. And there you see President Biden doing that. And soon we'll see Donald Trump go to a non-union shop where Donald Trump will spew these lies and say that electric vehicles are going to destroy the American economy. No. <laughs> and you windmills, windmills are killing the whales and they're killing the birds and they're killing the fish and they're killing, they're killing Republicans. I mean, it's, he's so stupid. You know, somebody asked me in one of the comments, Ben, what I think about Trump's cognitive, um, you know, what his cognitive capacity is compared to when I spend time with him, it is on a serious, serious decline. I mean, the level of stupidity that he spews on a day-to-day -day basis is really um, an incredible. It's incredible to see, especially as everything is supposed to be prepared for him. I mean, it's not as if he's walking out there uh, on a stump speech. He's not. It's being written for him. But of course, the second that he goes off uh, script, it's some sort of a diatribe of, of dopiness. So no. yeah, the answer is... Uh, I, there's a serious decline going on here.
All right, everybody. Uh, Michael Cohen and I are going to record our after show right now. One way to help build this network, go to patreon.com slash political beatdown, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. Become a member. We're going to record a great after show right now. Also, if you want to watch the portion of Political Beatdown where we talk about the ruling in New York by Judge Arthur and Goron granting partially partial summary judgment in favor of New York Attorney General Letitia James, it's posted right now on our main YouTube channel. So you can click it, get the recap right after this of what Cohen and I said. Make sure you're subscribed across all of our platforms. Subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to Political Beatdown Audio. Where possible, make a five-star review, give a five-star review, spread the word, share the word, and thank you, Brigaders. We appreciate you so much to have this intelligent, compassionate, unapologetically pro-democracy community that you all built. It is an honor for Michael Cohen and myself to be a part of this with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We're all in this together. We appreciate you so much. We know the hard work and sacrifices that you are making every single day for this great country, for your family, for yourself for this democracy, and for this pivotal moment in history. Thank you all for watching. That's patreon.com slash political beatdown. Check that out now. And a special shout out to the Brigaders and the Midas Mighty.